Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hi, this is The Author Show, and I'm your host, Linda Thompson. Before I introduce our guest, just a quick reminder that selected interviews are available in our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is The Author Show. When a book synopsis begins with, and I quote, a hacker war 17 years in the making erupts after Globecom takes over the world through human chip implants, unquote, you know you're in for a wild ride. In Deb Radcliffe's debut novel, Breaking Backbones, Information is Power, she takes us into the world of hackers and what just might become our future if we're not real careful. Deb is here to share more. Deb, welcome to The Author's Show. Thank you, Linda, for having me. Deb, will you please give us a quick overview of Breaking Backbones, Information is Power? Certainly. Well, you read the synopsis and the story unfolds as a forensics investigator at the Department of Defense named Cindy Frank decides she is not going to take a human chip implant because it is an invasion of her privacy. She's also pregnant with a surprise baby and nobody knows it. So she goes off grid and makes the choice to go off grid so that she doesn't take the chip and her baby doesn't take the chip. And she unwillingly sets up a hacker clan in the Blue Ridge Mountains where she becomes a den mom. And it takes them 17 years to mount a war against Globecom because Globecom is so difficult to hack. They have a lot of practice runs in between. And the book actually starts with the scene where they're trying to take down Globecom. That sounds like a really interesting story. So did you get the idea for Breaking Backbones from your work as an investigative journalist? I did. I have watched hackers do their thing for almost 30 years now, and at least 20 years, this story has been in my head. And so definitely what's happening in cyber, what ha- what's happening with hacking, what's happening with cyber crime has helped me form this story. But the real breakthrough, the real idea for the story happened when Scott McNeely, it was at least 20 years ago, he was, I think, the chairman of Sun Microsystems at the time said, I can chip my dog. Why can't I chip my children to know where they are at all times? And I started thinking, well, if you were going to chip people, what data would be on that chip? What would it would be used for? Who would most likely be the entity that would try to take power and control over the chip. And with all my journalism experience, I believe that I'm more afraid of corporate America and corporations than I am of governments trying to take control through technology. <laughs> I have to definitely concur on that one. I um, I know darn good and well, if somebody ever tried to chip me, I would do just what Cy did. I would take off to some cave someplace. So before you started writing, what came first, your characters or your plot? The characters, I think. A lot of them were based on people I knew in the industry too. Cyber hackers, some cyber forensics experts, and some chief security officers. Interesting. So did your characters take on traits of these people? 
Some of them did, and all of them have read and approved the book. So Maine is based off of a guy who's still alive today named Del Chai. He's still very active. He's got his own gothic comic strip series going, and he's helping me edit book number two. He helped me provide hacker music in between some of the lines in book two. So that's going to be cool. The person in charge of the defense forensics lab, I didn't even mess with his name too much. His real name is Jim Christie, and I called him Chris James. And there's about six or seven other characters like that in there. There was Allure, there was Bilbo. And then some of them came completely from my imagination. Yeah, but who do you think would be the ideal reader for Breaking Backbones? The ideal reader is a pretty large demographic. It's definitely got a strong female lead component with a female warrior who's also supporting the female lead. But there's a lot of action. There is a lot of thinking and dialogue going on in between the action I peg it for 15-year-olds to 80-year-olds who like a thriller, who like a fast-paced read with a little bit of fun and some sexy stuff sprinkled in between. I'm an avid reader of books like yours, and I've read several different novels that people have been implanted with a tracker. Do you believe that it's happening to some people now? I believe that some people for medical purposes are already taking some type of chip implant, whether it's part of a medical device implant or otherwise. I also had the pleasure of being on a radio show with a fellow in the industry who I know, and he raised his right or was it left hand? And right between his thumb and his forefinger, he has a chip in there. And he said he uses it for what I have in the book to turn on their lights, to start his car, to turn on his computer. And right now he says, all it is is an RFID reader. And I said, well, I anticipate them carrying medical data and access codes to all of your accounts. And then that data has to be verified somewhere. And that's where Globecom had the second line of power against the people in this series because they own the data centers and they own the chips through an affiliate company. So they had way too much control over the data on the chips and access to the chips and data on the back end on the databases to verify their accounts and their medical insurance information and things. That is a really scary concept. So yes, I would definitely be afraid of the corporate world as well. So as a debut author, Do you believe any other author may have had an influence on your style of writing? I don't feel that another author has had an influence on my style. I've been compared to Lee Child, but I don't read him a lot. I've watched him more on TV on the Jack Reacher series. My influence, though, has been a couple of strong authors. As a young reader, it was C.S. Lewis, and I know everyone knows him from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, but I really like the screw tape letters and this really strange book nobody knows about called Till We Have Faces. And he wrote those, and I read that book like three times. And then as far as the sort of the cyber thinking man's genre, I would point to Neil Stevenson. And my favorite book of his is his first one called Snow Crash. And everybody's in a digital interface. And to me, that was my favorite one. The rest of his books are kind of long and slogging, but still really good and very popular. Mine doesn't follow that later style that he has, but it may be closer to that first book of his called Snow Crash. What sets Breaking Backbones apart from others in the thriller genre? Well, it includes romance. And I know one of my book readers can't 
decide what to write for a review right now because he's never seen romance mixed like this into a thriller. And if you think about things like Matrix, the romance doesn't happen till the very end. This is happening from the beginning of the book. Babies are being born. Life is happening while they're mounting a war against Globecon. So, I mean, every author likes to think they're unique, but that's what I keep hearing is that I put all this in a book and made it kind of unique. Well, I have to agree with that. And here I get to confess that I have read your book. And I thought it was extremely unique because I normally don't get into the kind of thriller that's almost futuristic, like you have written about, but it had that romance. It had a bit of survivalist. It had a little bit of everything for just about any type of reader. So that's what fascinated me so much about it. So Breaking Backbones is the first of what I believe is the Hacker Trilogy. Will you give us a quick teaser of book two? In book one, they successfully take Globecom down, and we literally start with that in book one. In book two, it starts two and a half years after book one ends, and society has sort of put itself back together again. But some of the bad guys behind Globecom are still on the run, and they still have way too much power, and they are keeping the hackers from being able to go back on the grid again. So there's a new AI that's being developed, and now a battle is brewing over who gets control over that AI. And one of the main protagonists in book number one has his hands on the AI, but so do the good guy hackers. Hmm, that gives me cold chills. So does your protagonist, Sai, appear in all three books? She does. She's strong in book one. In book two, if you follow the Terminator series, the children take over. They were teenagers in book one. Now they're 19, 20 to 23 years old in book two. And so the action scenes and some of the scary stuff starts happening with the younger people. And then Sai has to come to the rescue. Very similar to sort of like the Terminator when her son took over the second book and then she came back in the third part of that series. And then in book three, Sai is going to be more dominant again because now the war is going to move towards China. That sounds exciting. So let's let's dream a little bit. If your trilogy were optioned for the small screen series, do you have a favorite actor in mind to play Sai? Yeah, I think it would be a younger version of Angelina Jolie, although Sai ages in the book. So she's at the end of the book, she's Angelina Jolie's age that she is now. But Sai has an athletic build and a thinking mind and a caring for all of her people that I think Angelina Jolie could portray very well. What would you say has been the most rewarding experience for you since publishing your first book? People like it. (laughs) That is very rewarding as an author. We have a lot of doubts in our mind if maybe we're the only one who likes what we produced, you know, and we put a lot of work into it and a lot of editing and re-editing and writing and rewriting and I'm on a lot of authors pages now and I'm one just posted a page of the last page of her manuscript, which was the end. And I thought that's also rewarding when you get to the end. That's very rewarding as well. (laughs) Absolutely. Now you can breathe a little bit, right? (laughs) Unless you committed to a trilogy like I did. So (laughs) (laughs) and you've got a ways to go. So if you were to compare Breaking Backbones with any other, what would that other book be? 
Maybe Snow Crash from Neil Stevenson, although he spends a lot more time in the virtual world and it's more about virtual gaming and things, but maybe that one, but not really, because I really tried to ground everything I did here in real tech that exists today. Did you include a message or maybe a moral of the story for your readers in Breaking Backbones? Yeah, don't take a chip implant and don't let the companies have technology overreach over your own data and your own life. I couldn't think of a better message. So now, will you please read for our readers a short excerpt from Breaking Backbones? Sure. I'm going to read from fairly early in the book. This is a flashback, which tells a little bit about Cindy Frank before she becomes Cyanthia. Cindy was suddenly startled from her reading by General Green, who was standing in her doorway. Good morning, Cindy, he said in his deep, commanding voice. Sir, I didn't hear you, she replied, turning to address him. How long have you been there? Long enough to see you haven't updated your access credentials, he observed. She subconsciously rubbed her left forearm where her UI would be implanted, saying, Sir, this UI constitutes an invasion of my privacy. Globecom would be able to track everything I do. We've been through all this, Cindy, he answered, a little frustrated. Researchers and policy experts at Davos spent years working on a secure, unique identifier to give everyone unfettered and secure access to their digital records. The chips are unhackable. Unhackable. I've heard that before pretty much every time we adopt a new shiny tech and always it gets hacked. Oh boy. Um, Yeah, that sent a little cold chills up my spine. So where can we learn more about you and where can we purchase Breaking Backbones? I have a website that I just recently updated, debradcliffe.com. That's all one word, D-E-B-R-A-D-C-L-I-F-F.com. It has links to all the different places you can buy my book. I just generally send people to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever they like to shop. My publisher, Archway, also will send it to you without shipping charges. And then you just type in the name of my book, Breaking Backbones, colon, Information is Power, and it will come up on any of your shopping sites. We've been talking with Deb Radcliffe, author of Breaking Backbones, Information is Power. Deb, thank you so much for taking time to share your thrilling debut book with us. This one is going to excite a lot of our techie thriller junkies, and I'm one of them. And I do hope that when you publish book two in your Hacker Trilogy, that you'll come back and chat with us again. I would be happy to, Linda. Thank you. Here's a compilation of reviews I found for Deb's book. Easy read. I like nonfiction reads, but this one is fiction, but I believe really close to what our future will be. I won't spoil the read by telling you what's in it, but find out for yourselves. Great, engaging book. Highly recommend. Unique and unlike any novel I've read before. What a read. Interesting storyline. It will make a great movie or series. Looking forward to reading all three books. Well, if you're as intrigued with this story as I was, please go to debradcliffe.com and order your copy today. And when you finish, don't forget to post your review. And please share this interview with your friends so that they too may become acquainted with their author. And remember, the author show may be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Plus, selected interviews can also be found on major platforms such as Amazon Fire TV, the Roku channel, Google Play, a Pandora, Amazon Music, and many more. Whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books, theauthorshow.com is a really great place to start. 
Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.